0: hello and welcome to the future tribe podcast each week we'll be talking about getting things done we'll talk to people who've built up their businesses pulled off amazing projects and cover everything from psychology and strategy to the tips and tricks that will help make your dream a reality we're the podcast that's all about empowering the optimists and the go-getters i'm your host jermaine muller you're listening to the future Tribe podcast and this episode is just getting started Hello, Future Tribe. Welcome to another episode of the last week on Tuesday. This is the first episode since we made the change um, from the by well, the fortnightly sort of format to uh, a weekly format. I guess um, it was just not good timing on our part um, since there was a public holiday in Canberra. But that's okay. Uh, we've come in for you and got another episode ready. It's just me on this week's episode. Um, Hayden, who'd normally join us is a little bit busy this week, uh, stuck on the highway coming back from Sydney, I believe. So it's just, uh, me today, Jermaine, um, a lot of news. Uh, let's, let's get started with, um, I guess some news from our end from the podcast and we've just sort of upgraded, um, our, our tools. Uh, you could say we've, uh, upgraded the webcam. We were using an old, old webcam from, years ago uh, that, that I think was filming in VGA. So anyone watching the video, you'll notice that the quality is much better than it used to be. And um, we've also changed up the format a little bit um, of, the, of the microphone and the audio setup. We've gone uh, with a boom arm that comes in over the screen. So getting a little bit more legit. Um, for those who are interested, we've gone with the Blue Compass podcast arm. Um, it's a little more expensive than, than the competitors, but I think, um, doing, doing the research that we did, um, it really, uh, sort of holds its own. So it's well worth the investment. Um, that's just some quick news from our end. Um, I'm sure we'll think about, um, doing some, I guess, longer, uh, content on uh, these tools because I think um, it's important for anyone looking for examples of how um, the, the video looks and how webcams work and um, even for audio sort of setup. it's important that um, we cover these things and we talk about these things so we can share our experiences with you um, and give you another source um, of information when you're looking at um, acquiring some for yourself let's get into the news. Um, we are going to start with Microsoft. So, uh, the week before we talked about Amazon's new products, it's sort of that time of year in the lead up to the holiday season. Um, we see a lot of, Manufacturers uh, release their new products um, to really entice us and um, get us to part with our with our hard earned cash. Um, let me just share the screen for anyone watching on video. Um, so this is this is uh, the new uh, releases, new product releases from Microsoft. Um, this happened about five days ago. So they've announced a new Surface Laptop Three, which will be um, a very exciting device from what I can tell a new surface pro seven again Microsoft really seemed to have hit their stride, um, with this new series of products. Um, some are saying that they've sort of out appled apple, um, with their new products, they've gone for even more minimal than, than apple has historically. So that, that sort of, uh, iPad, iPad and macbook air competitive competitor, um, is sort of its own thing now, sort of out appling Apple with its minimalism. Um, We've also seen the Microsoft Surface Pro X, which is quite a drastic change um, from a technology point of view. Um, It it features, um, let me just follow it up. It features a Qualcomm processor, so the same sort of processor you get on your mobile devices. And that basically means that um, once that comes out, you'll be, you'll be working with a different version of windows. Um, but the more important part is that you'll be working with a device that actually has insane battery life. I'm just trying to find the numbers, the battery life, um, here. Uh, Yeah, I'm having no luck, but from memory, they were promising something like 20, 22 hours of, um, always on, um, battery life, um, which means that, like your mobile phone, where you pick it up and it's up up to date and, and it's good to go, um, your Windows devices will do that moving forward as well, and they're doing that um, with with more mobile like or mobile phone smartphone like um, technology, which is exciting for um, everyone, I would say, because we're used to Windows devices that have to stay turned on, that don't go into a low power state. Your laptop, for example, you might hibernate it or shut it down or put it into sleep when it, when it's um, packed away, when you're you're not using it, um, which would be weird to do for a mobile phone. Um, so laptops and windows devices are sort of becoming more, more like mobile phones in that, um, you would get used to just closing it and putting it away versus turning it off or shutting it down every single time. Um, more interesting news uh, from the Microsoft event includes the Surface Earbuds. Um, these are, again, some really crazy technology where it can do things like um, email with your voice, um, which isn't, isn't too crazy, but it gets crazy, I promise you. Um, it does things like live on-screen captioning and translations in PowerPoint um, using the Microsoft sort of cloud computing AI technology which is um, an interesting use of this technology. For those listening on video or watching on video, you can see that the surface buds themselves are actually bigger than any of any other true wireless earbuds that I've seen. And the reason is that it's a full touch surface. So you can do things like um, scroll between new PowerPoint slides or different PowerPoint slides. And there's actually a Spotify integration from what I've heard. And a whole bunch of new sort of um, features with those earbuds. So they're just more than earbuds. They're not just earbuds um, like the traditional earbuds you've come to expect. Um, They're also announced the Surface Neo and the Surface Duo, which are two uh, foldable devices. Um, Unlike folding screens, they've gone for two two separate two individual screens. Again, um, one of them, at least, is running Windows 10X, which is, again, that sort of um, stripped-down version of Windows. Um, We've sort of heard that it won't be like Windows RT for the people who are around when Windows RT came out, around Windows 8 when the original Surface RT came out. That sort of crashed and burned because the software itself wasn't capable of doing a whole lot and was arguably a very compromised, very inferior version of windows where the new ones are um supposed to be much much better and microsoft has promised emulation um on the on the chipset which means that um the the processor itself um can run software as if the software is running on the full fledged windows 10 it thinks it's, it's running on windows 10 it won't face a performance hit like before Um, like previous emulation technologies have. So all in all, we're looking at a much, much better device. Um, At least that's what's promised. Um, What other news? There isn't much else um, from the Microsoft announcement. Um, Just going through some numbers again. They also did announce bigger versions of the um, Surface laptop, uh, which is... Interesting for anyone who's who's looking for a new laptop. Um, moving on, let's get the next article up and running. Let me just swap that over. Here we go. The next article: uh, Taboola and Outbrain they merge to create meaningful advertising, competitor to Facebook and and Google. That's what they say. So for those who don't know what Taboola and Outbrain are, let me just share the screen it's um so this is the news article itself but to and outbrain are um those questionable services i would call them um at the bottom of content articles um that get you to click through so it's sort of this content marketing approach uh the way they made money was that you would have to pay to have your article featured and they have a whole network of um, websites that use that platform use um, their services to um, show content and advertising to um, readers from different blogs. Um, so it's interesting um, that these two competitors have decided to merge. Uh, they've been around for ten plus years, so they've been around for a long, long time. I guess what they're trying to do is they are they are available and present on a lot of um, a lot of websites, a lot of third party sites. So I guess what they're trying to do now is. Merge and then use that as a strength to compete against the more um, established more well known um, advertisers um, out there. Um, the company once combined they will have um, they will be doing some interesting numbers in that uh, they 'll have over two thousand employees across twenty three offices. Uh, with over 20,000 clients from 50 different countries. So they're not small by any measure. Most people wouldn't have heard of them because unless you're a publisher or a content creating a creator you know, who needs to tap into the marketing side of things, um, there's not a whole uh, lot of value that Tabool and Outbrain can, can bring you. Um, they used to be, I would say, much better nowadays. I've just seen them on sort of clickbait sites that are trying to earn um, earn as much money off you as possible. Um, but you know, different people, uh, might have different experiences with, with them. Um, let me just stop sharing that one. Moving on. This one I thought was really interesting, this news article. Um, and that is for those who are not seeing, um, what I'm seeing. Let me just share that with you. Uh, is Boris Johnson trying to game Google search results? Um, so to those of you who don't know, SEO is basically um, around um, search engine optimization. So coming up for search terms um, that, you know, someone might be searching for. Now, Boris Johnson at the moment is, um, is being, I guess, convicted of not, not that they, it's, it's not illegal. It's just an interesting concept um, and it just shows that SEO and that sort of, marketing that isn't so well known is reaching um a new level um reaching a new level of popularity so what's basically happening is that boris johnson had has this alleged you know news article news claim um that um around the around you know what basically you'll find them if you search for boris johnson model um so he what he did instead of you know, going at it directly and asking these links to be taken down. What he actually did was incorporate that selection of words within his speech um, in front of police. Um, what that's doing now is that people are essentially quoting him for using that that string of words, that specific selection of words. And because people are crediting him uh, or, or transcribing what he said, um, what we what everyone has picked up on is that, this, this phrase that's model of restraint um, is now the third most popular result for, the cert, for when someone searches Boris Johnson model. So where in the past it would have come up with information or news articles and links that he wouldn't be too happy to see. Um, now what's coming up is a more controlled uh, result and results, um, and this is probably... For at least in my experience is the first time that I've seen this sort of um, direct manipulation, so to speak um, at an SEO level or in terms of in terms of SEO most people don't seem to target SEO or even think about SEO but I guess boris Johnson has a has a smart team behind him, a team of marketers, no doubt, and what we're seeing is sort of the first um, time that SEO has been has been a point of focus or the changing of search engine results has been has been a point of focus moving on um, PayPal pulls out of Libra. So Libra is this cryptocurrency that Facebook along with I think 28 other not-for-profit organizations uh, formed Um, Basically, it's going to be this currency this cryptocurrency that Facebook um, Is a part of but PayPal has hopped out has dropped out um, they're not citing a specific reason. They've said in a statement to The Verge that it decided to forego further participation in the Libre Association at this time and to continue focusing focus on advancing our existing mission and business priorities as we strive to democratise access to financial services for un- underserved populations. Now, to me, that's just a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It's just to say that no comment. We're, just gonna, we're not going to uh, continue to take part in this. I mean, we've talked a lot in on the podcast about Facebook asserting its dominance. Um, I think further on, we we got a few talking points that include, you know, Instagram launching a new app and things like that. Um, so it's it's interesting because PayPal is a is a currency or is a financial sort of tech company, um, and they're they're um, pulling out of this. Um, I'm not sure it it seems it does seem to be a bit of a sort of money grab a bit bit of a facebook sort of asserting its dominance and sort of laying down um the the foundations to to become sort of part of part of your real world in a in a way that they haven 't been before because they 're now getting involved in transactions unlike ever before like they 're creating their own currency that they'll be able to manipulate, they'll be able to control. Yes, there are 28 other entities, but if it's Facebook's baby um, is is the way I see it. Um, eBay still still continues to be part of it. So does MasterCard and Visa um, as well as Stripe, which is the payment processor. I'm not sure how they can benefit from Libra anyway. Um, nonetheless, PayPal's left, which is a bit of an indicator, I think, Um Um, that, you know, cryptocurrency, not only is it it losing pace, um, or losing popularity, but perhaps Facebook is losing some of its, um, allies, some of its friends in this space. Um, moving on, Australian businesses, there's a new report saying that Australian businesses aren't digitally competitive, uh, Slipping to 14th place, uh, USA up the top next with, uh, with Singapore next and Sweden after that. So this is basically saying that, um, Australian companies aren't as agile and can't keep up with changes in the marketing landscape in the digital market marketing landscape, um, as well as these other brands could. It's a bit concerning. I, w- working in this space. I do find that, um, a lot of Australian businesses are a bit slow to adopt a bit slow to, to sort of hop on board, but perhaps it's, it's the same across the world. I haven't really worked in other countries. I've lived in other countries, but I've never worked uh, in other countries to be able to talk about it with any sort of authority. Um, nonetheless, I guess this is a reminder for anyone listening, um, that, you know, digital and technology is extremely important. So, um, It's a good idea to continue to upskill yourself in the tech space. It's a good idea to continue to look at how you can integrate technology into what you're doing because at the end of the day, technology is a way of making things quicker, more efficient, cheaper, more optimal. And um, if your competitors are doing it, whether they're local or international and you're not, uh, it's really a matter of you getting left behind. Um, And it's not a matter of uh, when but a matter of, Uh, sorry, not a matter of if, uh, but a matter of when um, you'll be superseded by, by one of these competitors, which is not something that you want. Um, Of course, you want a business that will, that will sort of outlive your competitors as much as possible. And you want to increase your digital literacy and digital agility and the agility of your business overall to sort of duck and view and change as you need to so that you can outrun and outstay everyone else. Um, moving on, Disney. This is, this is ongoing saga of Disney uh, launching their own, you know, Netflix competitor. They've just actually banned Netflix ads across uh, their own entertainment network, which means that TV channels like ABC um, aren't or won't be allowed to run ads for Netflix. I've always thought it was a bit weird that Netflix, who's this competitor to traditional TV, ran ads on traditional TV. Um I think it was not as weird. I think what I found more weird was that people um from these other traditional media companies let Netflix run ads. It's almost like they're, you know, cannibalizing themselves, which I think I think is interesting. Um we'll just have to see as as this sort of battle becomes more and more serious um because disney is launching disney plus um which hasn't happened yet from what i can what i can tell and apple's launched apple tv and amazon's got their own competitor so what's going to happen moving forward is that all these entities that own their own networks are going to consolidate a bit more and say no to competitors advertising on them in the future. So um, if Google launches a competitor, I wouldn't be surprised for example, if Google blocks ads by Netflix um, on their network on their platform, but we'll just have to wait and see. We've got two more articles to finish off this uh, first episode of the um, last week on Tuesday. The next art, um, article is about Peter Dutton who's uh, pressured Facebook to to control or to, I guess, uh, stop or water down its, inscri- its encryption advantage- advances. So Facebook did announce a little while ago that it, it's introducing end-to-end encryption on all its platforms, so WhatsApp, Instagram, uh, Instagram threads, which is the next article, um, which is a new app. Um, and messenger of course so the article says that Dutton and a host of other pol- politicians claim the move will aid the pedophiles and child sex traffickers and and terrorists so I, I, listen I don't know how I feel about this enter um, an encryption is a good thing from a security point of view but you can see why government wouldn't want that to that wouldn't want into encryption to be be the a thing Um you can see it being used for all sort of, you know, illegal purposes for um, exchanging drugs or weaponry and and things like that. So you can understand why um, politicians aren't a huge fan of end-to-end encryption. But at the end of the day, I think people do deserve to have their own privacy um, and to maintain that privacy and to be able to communicate without without someone else being able to look into what they're talking about and what they're saying. But I guess, um, we just have to wait and see. It's, it's a, it's a tough space because we just talked about Facebook's currency. You know, it's a, it's a space where Facebook and Google and Apple and Amazon and all these traditional sort of, um, tech companies or these, 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 uh, up and coming tech companies, some would say, cause they're only very young uh, relatively speaking. Um, they will have a lot of control moving forward. They'll be able to make calls and make decisions and push ads that can undo what um, or can can reach so many people more effectively than most governments can. So I think it's fair what they're asking them to do and to be aware of. And it's something that we've got to be aware of. But at the same time, I don't know that we should just get rid of our own right to privacy in, in that sense. Um, Moving on to the last article for this week's uh, last week on Tuesday is that Instagram's launched a direct messaging app called threads. Basically it will utilize Instagram's close friends list function. um, Basically targeting close friends or people you deem to be close friends. So you can actually decide who those people are. I don't know why uh, Instagram's launching its own messaging app. app, I guess it's sort of like messenger and how messenger for Facebook, essentially is a dedicated messaging app. Um, nonetheless, I feel like Facebook doesn't need another app to add to its catalog. They've got a whole bunch of businesses, um, a lot of users, but perhaps they're just again, looking at adding more of a presence into the lives of, of all their users and their their customers. So interesting development, I would have said it's a bit pointless, but at the end of the day, Instagram as a platform needs to exist in its in its own right. And it needs to be able to continue to innovate and continue to do things that their competitors are doing. And um, depending on how you look at it, I guess Facebook and WhatsApp are competitors to Instagram. So um, yes, they're owned by the same entity um, at the end of the day for Facebook, no matter who succeeds out of those three uh, platforms, out of those three networks, Facebook the big main company is the winner, but um, they've got to continue to sort of compete even against each other. Um, if there's there's no one else competing, um, so that they can push push their technology and push their numbers and push innovation and continue to be this relevant sort of uh, company. Um, I would say. With that, we wrap up this week's last week on Tuesday. Uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining. As usual, all the links will be, um, all the links to these news articles that we talked about will be in the description. um, And um, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Future Drive Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way to helping us. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, email us at hello at F-U-T-U-R-E-T-R-I If you haven't already, become a part of the Tribe on Facebook. Go to futuretribe slash F-B and invite your friends. We're just getting started, and we would love to see you there. That's it from us. I hope this episode has empowered you to keep working on bettering your future. It's a pleasure to have you as part of the tribe. See you next time.